Hey guys, special edition tonight <laughs> on the Percy and Face podcast. We've tried this once and we went for so long with uh, <laughs> stories and it was so great and we're going to try to recapture some of those, but just want to go ahead and tell you, uh, we got Mike Bruce in here tonight from the band Warm as well as other bands and local legend and these guys are playing Friday night Sand Mountain Park and Amphitheater with the Commodores and War, which you've jammed with War before. Yeah. We've heard though we've heard some of that uh, those stories which were fascinating. And uh, so it's gonna be a big week. And a lot of you guys from around here know Mike and love him. We all know him and love him and we're so proud to have him here tonight. And uh, Mike, are you excited about Friday night? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, nervous, but I'm excited. Yeah. So we um, we were talking earlier about a whole bunch of stories, and um, some stuff came up on social media about when's your next book coming out. And so Mike's got a book about warm yeah. coming out. Yeah. And uh, the book show business is still out there. Um, and <laughs> I hope. It is. I just bought the last copy on Amazon last night until they replenish their supply. Uh, Mike is sitting here wearing his Hillbilly Romeo's belt buckle, Mark Thompson. And, uh, man, we're happy. We're so happy to have you here. Well, thank um, you. I'm, tickled, I'm he, tickled to be here. And he was brought in by... Um, I, I want to call him Cato tonight, his James. chauffeur, yeah, the mayor, he's here, and, uh, but Tracy is uh, playing for him too, because it takes as many guitarists as you can muster up to replace Ray Honey, yeah. and uh, so we were chopping it up earlier, and um, that, so here we are. Mike, you excited about Friday? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and you've had, um, oh God, you guys founded, what year? 70? 69. What, 69? When, when we did what? When, when, you, when did Warm start? When did you? Oh God, that was, no, it was a lot before. 69 is when I got out of high school. I was in the sixth grade when we started Warm. <laughs> that was way earlier. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it may have been 64 or 65, something along the so line. Suspended animation was in there somewhere, but I guess it was warm. Yeah, suspended warm. animation. Suspended animation was your first one of your yes. first bands. Yes. That blended into warm. Yes. With Ray. Yes. And then it it went nuts around here, guys. You you toured the whole country. Oh, yeah. You toured with big bands. You toured with groups like Skinner. Um, I mean, ten years gone. We talked about them. Ten years ten, after. Ten years after. Sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, didn't you do something with Uriah Heep? Even. Uh, I don't. No, I don't think we ever played with Uriah Heep. Uh, you got to tell us the ten years after story. Yeah, let's hear the ten years after story. <laughs> oh well. We, were, we played a show at the Atlanta Civic Center, uh, which was a huge, huge place to have shows. 
and uh, we were doing a show with 10 years after and who I thought was the pretty things, but Lannis said it was some other band from England, but I can't remember their names. Uh, <laughs> and we had done a lot of shows with the sound company that was doing the show. And they knew us. You know, and hell, they'd worked with us a lot. And uh, they said, well, y'all need to go up there and sound check. Well, we were in there sound checking, and this other British band who I thought was the pretty things, but Lannis thought somebody else came in and pitched a fit. Well, the sound man said, hey, y'all can pitch a fit all you want to. You can go sit down as far as I'm concerned because these guys are doing the sound check. <laughs> and then that turned out to be the worst gig we ever played because uh, we had just taken all the Fender equipment turned it in and got all Marshall amps, all Marshall stacks, and a Les Paul guitar. And Ray couldn't do a damn thing with it or the Marshall amps. So the next day, we took all of it back, and the guy at the, at the, the uh, music store said, well, sorry, but the Fender stuff left five minutes after y'all left because Everybody over here wanted that. Right. So we bought all new Fender equipment that day. So everybody everybody got new Fender amps and new cabinets. Wow. So the evolution. Yes. The evolution of Warm. Yes. And um, Warm fans, and I know we're going to have a lot of Warm fans listening, Warm stood for Wayne. Yep. Alan, yep. Ray, and Mike. And if you look at those names individually as far as music, you guys were all accomplished <laughs> and wrote great music and great lyrics and uh, recorded and played for a large variety of bands whether you opened for them or they opened for you? Yeah. Or um, are there any memorable ones that just stick out that either you opened for or they opened for you? Because I'm telling you, um, there's bands that are like legendary, which I think Warm is legendary, that opened for you guys. Well, uh I mean, we played with an awful lot of acts. Oh, and another band that was, I thought, were incredible players was the Dixie Dregs. And we did a lot of shows with the Dixie Dregs, uh, who they ended up falling to the side, but they had written a bunch of television stuff and yeah. great players. And no vocals, though. They had a great drummer. Oh, God, yeah. They had a great everybody. Everything, yeah. Everybody in the band was incredible. Yeah. Because we did a show with them in Birmingham, and I promise, or well, we even did one with them in Guntersville. And uh, all during the day, every guy in the band would walk around. Guitar player would walk around playing. Drummer would walk around beating on stuff. I mean, it was, they were great. Excellent players, but didn't make any money. Fabulous uh, stuff. Well, oh yeah. 
I, I want to say we're so happy you're here. We're so happy you're looking good. Well, thank you. We're so happy that, I mean, you're alive. You survived. <laughs> I'm happy one, for that, too. Yeah, you, you survived a hellacious motorcycle accident. Um, and, I mean, you, around here, um, nothing but love for you. Well, good. Thank so, you. Nothing yeah. for love but love for me, yeah. too. And I uh, want to tell everybody, get your get your tickets. They're sitting at the Commodores and War Show as much as it is a warm show now, Friday night. Well, good. And uh, Tracy's playing, Bernie Cherabelli, who was a uh, lead guitarist for Michael McDonald. McDonald, Lannis, bass player, Michael McDonald. Uh, Mark Thompson, who you played with, with uh, yeah. Billy Romeo's. Um, and of course, you're sitting in on drums, <laughs> and the old El Dorado Slim is back, and so everybody's so. excited around here. Well, good. So we uh, we've been talking a lot, um, just some old stories, and we there's so much we couldn't get them all down, but uh, this is this has been a special special uh, evening, a special week, so. Um, Mike has played with countless bands, Warm has played with countless bands, yeah. and then you went on um, as a drummer and you played with uh, the Mustangs, Hillbilly mm -hmm. Romeos, Unknown Henson, and that was a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, um, he's still a weird guy. Yeah, and then um, very famously uh, Billy Bob Thornton mm -hmm. and the Boxmasters which the Boxmasters, that, that's a tight group. We were talking about that earlier. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, Billy Bob hired really good musicians. Not that I'm one of them, but no, he hired great. really good musicians. And, uh, I mean, it was great playing with them. Uh, I was drummer for him for, I don't know, two or three years till the wreck crash me out <laughs> right and I my brain didn't work exactly like it used to but you know I'm old <laughs> well it seems like your brain's working pretty good now yeah well it's working better than mine well <laughs> I don't know that's about not a good that. comparison though. well probably not and we have to talk about we talked earlier about your favorite drummer which mm. hit really close Buddy to Rich. me Buddy Rich <laughs> Buddy Rich is the greatest. I promise you people, there ain't anybody. I don't care who you bring up, who comes up, nobody, nobody can play any better than Buddy Rich. Buddy Rich is exquisite, or was exquisite. Yeah, and he played, like we had mentioned earlier um, in our conversation, uh, he played traditional style drums. Oh yeah. Yeah. And play a trap kit. Yeah. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, that uh, slinger and kit that Billy Bob had them build for me, that I've got over at the house, is the exact drum kit that Buddy Rich played. Because it looks exactly, I mean, it's built just like Buddy Rich's. That's wow. As a matter awesome. of fact, <laughs> yeah, you can't make that. As a matter of fact, the drums I played in Warm were Buddy Rich kit slingers because I ordered them as Buddy Rich drums. Wow. And they were. Wow. 
and this is coming from a drummer that has been around. Well, you even hope you can play anything like Buddy Rich. Well, I think you can. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. No, I don't think I can. But he was an incredible, incredible player. Yeah. So, Super. Yeah. Yeah. Very famous too. Yeah. So, most, and then, most good players have tremendous respect for other people and. Yeah, so. and that's what's that's what's yeah. interesting is when you uh, when you talk to a musician and get their sort of take on things, it's it's always different than what you know, like I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a, just a different perspective. Yeah, it's very interesting because you're you're picking up on licks, you're studying. I mean, I would imagine, and Tracy. I mean, I mean you listen to guitarist. I mean, you grew up, your dad around here, um, legendary, Dink Coney, and then your brother, Ray, um, who many consider one of the greatest guitarists that they've ever heard. Absolutely. And um, can you tell us a little bit about that Almond Brothers story again? Because <laughs> this yeah. is the one that people really want to deal on. Okay. Here's what happened. We were in Macon, Georgia. We were on Capricorn Records, and we had been in the studio for a couple of weeks working on songs, and somebody at Capricorn signed Marshall Tucker Band from South Carolina. Well, they came into us and said, look guys, y'all are gonna have to play somewhere around here for a week or so, because we went to Marshall Tucker Band in the studio. And I thought, okay. So downtown Macon, Georgia, there was a black bar, nightclub, little bitty club with no air conditioning. And this was in Macon, Georgia in the summertime. It was hotter than hell. So we go in and start playing. And while we're playing, I could hear Harley Davidson's pulling up out front. So the Harleys come in, and here comes Greg Allman and one of the road crew, and I cannot remember his name, that had killed a guy in New York, uh, shot him. And there was three or four other people, but I didn't know them. So they came in, and we were on break, and we sat down to play again, and they were sitting right in front of us, and Ray picked up that a pill bottle, a chlorocetin bottle. Chlorocetin bottle to he, play slide. Yeah. And he, we did the hunter. And I swear, Greg Allman, tears were just rolling down his face. So when we finally got through, he told Ray, he said, I swear, you're my brother. You look just like my brother playing. Ray mm -hmm. said, eh, I don't know if I'm that good. He said, no. You're that good, and you're going to be on my solo album because I'm cutting it now. And Ray said, "Yeah, sure, I'd be glad to do it." So anyway, they we rattled around there for a while, and then they left. So the next morning, we got up, and Ray said, "Let's go over. You know where he lives?" I said, "Yeah, I know where his house is." So we went over to his small. I mean, it wasn't a fancy place at all. 
But we went up to the front door, which was upstairs, and uh, the door was cracked open. So I beat on the door a few times, couldn't get anybody up. So I just pushed the door open, and we went in. And I mean, it was a pretty nice place. And I walked down the hall, and I looked through the bedroom door, and there was Greg, naked as a jaybird, with his hair all over the bed. And I, I said, Greg, Greg, Greg. So he never said a word. So I came back out. I said, we better get out of here because if he comes up dead, we're going to get be killed for it. So we left, and uh, that was the last time either one of us ever saw or heard from him again because he never attempted to call Ray or talk to Ray or nothing. So all of you people, that's what happened right there, because I is. was there. There it is, because there were, you know, there were different variations of that story. Oh, I've heard that story told a million times yeah. around here. But it was almost like a black a, ball warm story. That's exactly what happened. There right it is. There. Guys, you got it on this podcast tonight. That's the actual truth yep. coming from Mike Bubba Bruce. That's correct. Yeah. So, and I've never had much respect for Greg after that. You know, I mean, I was a pretty good player, but I get that. You know, it's like I don't know about you. Man. <laughs> and then he he was married to Cher for a while. I thought, what the hell were you doing married to Greg? Oh. And we had this discussion earlier, and I had asked you about the coolest dude that you had ever met. Oh yeah. Levon Hill. Levon. Maybe yeah. maybe one of the nicest guys I've ever known. Yeah. And Great we, drummer, and he could sing and play drums. Yeah, and we actually played up there at his studio in Woodstock twice. At the bar. And get this. He told Billy that we were up in the kitchen with him, and he told Billy, he said, if you'll come and cut this next album at my studio here, I'll do it for free. And I said, Billy, hey, come on, man. You hear what he's offering? $100,000 for nothing? He didn't do it. Mm. Billy Bob. How was that experience with Billy Bob Thornton? Oh, he was great. He's a great guy. I mean, we, I'm great players. I'm, you know, sometimes the players, you were like, mm, but few of them were incredible. Teddy Andreatis, the guy that was the keyboard player with uh, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Uh, when uh, when the lead singer from Queen died, they flew Teddy to England to play at the funeral. I mean, he, Teddy's an incredible, big old fat Greek guy, tickled to death. You know, when you had your motorcycle wreck, um, Thornton was like in Germany or someplace in Europe, and he did a, a video just to sort of send you a message. Wow. And he was, do you remember this, Trace? Mm, I do. He was panning around, and he was like, this is to Bubba, Mike Bubba Bruce. And if, when he sees this, you know what he's going to say. He's going to say, Thornton? Where the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> I always like. Well, <laughs> that's that's I him. 
I don't know if I've ever even seen Oh, it's, it's yeah. classic. So. I talked to him on the phone quite a bit, but as a matter of fact, his birthday was the same as Mitchell's, my son. Yeah, and Mitchell's a drummer too. Uh, yeah. And he can wear them out. A hell of a lot better drummer than I am. Well, I don't know about all that, but we got rock uh, royalty in here tonight, and uh, it's it's great. So um, we we talked earlier about influences and guys. Y'all have played with so many bands. Uh, it's yeah. it's ridiculous, and we're not talking about warm opening for people. We're talking about people opening for warm, and there's. It, it's big. It's a lot. Yeah, there's. I can't even. I can't even remember all the people that we've played with. I mean, a lot of them were just absolutely amazing people. And when we played it, uh, well, when we played at Richards, it, that Richards in Atlanta was probably the the coolest rock and roll nightclub in the United States at the time. And uh, they ended up booking, uh, who was it? B.B. King. But it was, they, he was too big for that club. And that pushed him under. And then Alex Cooley opened uh, the electric ballroom right across from the Fox Theater in the old Georgian Terrace Hotel. And there, God, everybody, huge bands played there, and we played there more than we played at Richards. Uh, I mean, tons, tons of incredible players. And I told you this before. But the best band I guess we ever played with there was Passport, a German jazz band. Yeah. And they were great guys, but they, God knows they could play. What about venues? Do you have a favorite venue that you played at? Richards. Richards. Richards in Atlanta was my favorite. Uh, <laughs> now, Richards in Atlanta was, I mean, it was a huge, beautiful place. But now it was different. They had uh, the guys that worked there were all gigantic people, and uh, I remember Ronnie Van Zant from Leonard Skinner came in there one night to hear us, and he was standing there in the up, standing up in the crowd with a fifth of something, whatever he was drinking. Jack Daniels. Yeah, some kind of bottle of whiskey. Well, this guy walked up to him that was at least seven feet tall. I mean, he was huge. He said, you're going to have to sit down and drink that. You can't be drinking it like this. And he, Ronnie looked at him and said, you know who I am? He said, yeah, I know who you are, but you're going to have to sit down. And Ronnie was saying, you know, I'll whip your ass. And the guy just put his hand on his shoulder and pushed him down the chair and said, I said, sit down. <laughs> And yeah, he didn't get up because this was a big guy. Ronnie didn't fight a son of a bitch. Oh, Ronnie yeah. was a redneck. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, he paid attention to this guy. Well, let's, let's talk about the members of Warm now. So 
We talked about the original form, Wayne, Allen, Ray, Mike. Yeah. And now it is Mike, Lannis, mm -hmm. Tracy, Mark Thompson, yeah. Bernie Cherevelli, and who am I missing? Did I nail it? No, that's all of them. That's, that's it. it. That's pretty yeah. much it. It's, of course, it, Lannis has been... Lannis, of course, Lannis. Of course, Lannis. And Lannis, let's talk about Lannis for a minute. <laughs> and his base skills. He, let me tell you something. That guy is probably, well, I'm not going to say probably, he is the best bass player you will ever hear or we will ever work with. Because trust me, he cannot be replaced. I mean, you could probably find somebody that could play nearly as good as him, but I don't think you can find anybody that could beat him. Yeah. He's amazing. Because I've tried to and find we, somebody. He, and he is fluid. He's a fluid oh God. bass player. And it's, it's natural when you watch Landis play bass. I, people have to work at stuff. And, and I, anytime I've seen Landis, I never felt like he was working at playing bass. No. It was just so fluid. And the majority of bass players try to make an electric bass sound like an upright Stand bass. Stand up, yeah, upright. Lannis don't do that. Lannis has an electric, a highly electric bass with the round wound strings, and his bass sounds like a guitar playing lower strings. It doesn't sound like a bass. It's a it's a punchy sound, guitar sound, and that he's always played like that. And he played the shit out of him. Well, it's funny because if you listen to warm music, um, it's so unique. And we mm -hmm. we were chopping it up earlier about we're not going to classify warm music, but it's it is unique. Mm -hmm. it, you're, it's it is definitely uh, an original sound. It's warm's own sound. Um, you and Ray wrote the lyrics and the music. Um, and it's one of a kind. And then Wayne, Wayne did not uh, accept other players with his music. Wayne would write songs himself. But Ray and I, Ray would write the music, but I'd write the lyrics. Because Ray couldn't come up with the lyrics. Yeah, and there's some great lyrics. I mean, Bubba, I oh, mean, You've written books. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, you've written music. You've been all over the world. You've tour toured all over the world with crazy <laughs> people and stories. Yeah, uh, a lot of crazy people. Yeah. So it's taken three lead guitarists <laughs> to put together Ray Honey for this show Friday night. But there are three fantastic guitarist. Oh yeah. So Bernie is totally proven. Mark Thompson, totally proven. And this guy over here, totally proven. Yeah. We've all seen it, but uh, any comments on on Ray's skills just Well, I mean he was phenomenal. He was a a phenomenal guitar player. Uh, I have got tons 
of recorded music that we've done live and studio things, but the live shows that we've recorded, I have never, ever heard him play a bad note, make a mistake. I mean, he was perfect and playing his brains out. It was great, great play, an absolutely great play. There's some lineage there with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the three that'll be there Friday night, nobody's trying to replace Ray. No, I stretch. get it. Bernie is an awesome player, and he and Lannis have played several years together. Uh, Mark, obviously, he's the Lawrence Welk of warm music. Yes. Target was a band that they were in in junior high when warm was up and going. Junior high and high school, <clears throat> Mark Thompson, Brad uh, Gaither, and yeah. John Elrod, Chris Brown, those guys had a band called Target, and all they played was warm music. Yeah. I mean, I was behind Mark and So they school. were a warm cover band. They, they were a warm cover band around yeah. here. I mean, it was, it, that was, that was, that was a thing, you know, back in the day. So, I didn't know that. So even till this day, Mark knows Well, he'll sing a lot. Uh, he'll, he'll basically take on the singing. Well, he'll, um, he's, I'm telling you, he's the Lawrence Welk. I've said this many times, but he's the Lawrence Welk of warm. He knows if Bubba misses something on the drums, he ah, I think he was, and yeah, he'll he will hit Lannis with like ah, I think it was this and Mark's I that's, mean, you know, that's correct. He 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 he's uh you know from that aspect he there's nobody that's probably loved more music any more than Mark and, yeah. and he deserves a lot of credit in in seeing seeing the warm music exist because right? I think he and I you know he and I have talked about this you know I mean this to me this weekend is about Mike and Lannis. I mean, this is not Mark or Tracy or right. Bernie. This is about these guys that, man, they they were something in the day, and they they they've created memories for so many people in this area. That all we want to do is just try to keep that out there, just that legacy of. And then Mark does a phenomenal job. Of that. He I does. He, he really reps yeah. it well, and he yeah, loves yeah, it, and it's yeah. evident. And he'll do a lot of the singing. And, and there's Mark. a lot of people on, you mentioned them earlier, but the Dennis's, the Dan Buchanan's, yep. there's so many people. Run Harding, the people that have loved Warm. And I've seen it when when Ray passed away in 1989. Wow. For years past that, even till today, I mean, we'll get notes from people of how much they thought of Warm, Ray, what he meant to them, what, and it's just, it's just it's a it's a cool thing and you know unless you're in that circle and even if you're touching that circle you get it yeah. if you're not in that circle you just don't get it and that's okay but but it's just it's really special to know, well, you that know these guys had such an impact on they so did. many people and, and you know it's evident when I mean we. We, we know the Allman Brothers story now. We know you guys recorded Muscle Shoals. We know the whole Capricorn story. And um, you had some singles, um, but not, you know, never an album, but it should have been. But your music was so powerful that people, I mean, are still talking about it today. I know, that's And when we announced scary you, you guys were 
going to play in the concert, all of a sudden, I think tickets just sort yeah. of surged a little bit. And so credit to y'all because the Thank it's, you. you know the deal is guys it's it's all about the music it's all okay. about the music if things can go left and right and not get produced or not get you know managed or not get whatever but for people that love music warm is about the music and you, you can't help but almost tear up when you talk about it because when you listen to it, you're like, oh, what? why aren't these guys in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. Which, by the way, you are because there's a book about this guy that owned a bar in Tampa, and Percy, I'll turn it over to you, was, and they inducted the book into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Was, his name was Dave Tex Anders, and his quote was, so many bands came through here. We had 2,000 people a night. Skinner, Nugent, The Mothers, Outlaws. And he said that Warm musically could hold their own with anybody. That's a pretty cool thing to say. Yeah, especially in that time frame. Yeah. Yeah. So it references this guy a little bit. What what's it? What was his background or where, where else? He he owned a bar in Tampa, but he had coaching experience with uh, Jimmy Johnson and the likes of that. His name was Dave Tex Anders. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And he had actually coaching experience. Yeah. But he had opened a bar. And this Tampa. bar was famous. It was in Tampa. called the Losers Bar in Tampa. Losers Bar, and uh, when they put the book together, the book was apparently so great that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted the book. So I've Good. said, and everyone around here has said, Warm should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, regardless of you know album, no Thanks. album, and you're in there. So. Guys, there we go. I don't know, Bubba, you getting royalties off this book? No. <laughs> Make it clear. No. <laughs> but show business is still for sale. But I bought the last copy last night so I could snag it well, thank you. Uh, off of Amazon. But damn, Bubba, it was 50 bucks. <laughs> and I, I got to ask you about save the, it. I mean, uh, the bit in, in Muscle Shoals when, when you went to record in Muscle Shoals. Oh, with Ed King? Yes, uh -huh. I've got to ask about that. Well, we went in there and uh, the guitar player from Skinner that was scared to death of Ronnie, who was actually from California, Ed King. Uh, uh, he Strawberry put, alarm clock. Yeah, Ed King wanted to be a, a band producer. So he said, okay, I'm going to take you guys to Muscle Shoals and we're going to record the heaviest things you do. So we went in and Barry Beckett was running the studio at the time and uh, there was a drum kit in there and he said, you'll have to play those drums. I said, no, I can't, no, not, not in record Berlin because that's what he wants, Eddie wants us to do. He said, well, you'll have to use that kit. You can't move the cymbals or move any microphones. 
I said, you got to be kidding me. And this was Roger Hawkins' drum kit. Roger Hawkins' drum kit. So I sat down behind him, and we played about two measures into Berlin, and I smashed that snare mic into a billion pieces. And that guy came unglued. And I said, all right, guys, later. We're gone. So I don't know what he ever said. I don't know what happened there, but we never went back in there. Because <clears throat> I knew I was not going to get along with And I was in Los Angeles at Billy Bob's studio, and Barry Beckett came in there. And I said, don't tell him who I am. <laughs> Do not mention my name. So, yeah, I mean, it could have gotten ugly. That wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> That's great stuff. So, uh, Friday, playing with the Commodores. Yep. Never played with them before. No. Are you, we Both bands used to play at Auburn at the frat parties all the time, but they played at this one, we played right across the road at this one. Yeah, they're Tuskegee boys. Yep. And then, but, uh, y'all had a house in Rimlap. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> sort of little studio. Tore it all to hell. Yeah, yeah I, I bet. I, I can't even imagine what that scene looked like. But uh, You don't want to imagine. <laughs> apparently, War, you guys know the members of War. Yep. Can you tell us about that? Well, uh, this is a long time ago, 40, 50 years ago. Uh, we had a house in Rimlap, and we used to play at the Crazy Horse in Birmingham which was a big club back then, <laughs> and a black band, and they were from, uh, I guess they may have been from California. Anyway, uh, then they had a girl singer who was a former Iket, one of Ike and Tina Turner's singers. I, I, hope, he, I hope he didn't hit her. <laughs> well, <laughs> they called them Ikets. Uh, well, yeah, the girls that sang, yeah, they were Ikeets. I mean, never, never knew. That. I mean, I mean, hell, Ike Turner is going to do whatever he wants to do. So anyway, she had her hair, kinky hair, but she had it bleached white. But she was a lesbian, <laughs> and there was a lesbian waitress at the Crazy Horse. So we got all the guys in the band to come out there, and she came too with a lesbian girl that was waitressing in the Crazy Horse. And while we played Risk for 27 hours, they sat in the front yard, or stood in the front yard, and smooched with each other. And these two elderly people that lived next door sat in the rocking chairs on the porch, staring at them. And I said, boy, I bet they're having fun. <laughs> I bet they hadn't seen anything like this in 50 or 60 years. I'm just going to say you can't get this tonight on Stephen Colbert with Joe. Joe Walsh is even on there, and you can't get. You're not going to be able to get this shit on there. Tonight. No, you're not going to get this shit on HBO. <laughs> no. I can't believe I just heard that. It's epic. We had a good time, and I don't know if any of the guys are still in. Uh, they got to have at least one. Yeah, I mean, surely all of them aren't dead. Uh, I mean, I'm not dead. You're not dead. <laughs> what are you like? Uh, 71. No. Yes. You looked at me the other day in the bar and said, you're getting old. And I said, 
I didn't say anything. I just gave well, you a hug. Well, <laughs> let me tell you this. I am 71. And you're wearing it well. You have survived. I just barely have survived. You, Let's put it that way. That was not a good wreck. <laughs> that no. was a rough one. And hey, yeah. he talks about his memory is not as good. His memory is much better than Lannis's. Um, oh, and I mean, has a bad but, memory. But I mean, Mike pulled, just like tonight, I mean, he pulls all these stories and remembers them. I get it. I mean, but we're all in that same boat. I mean, but I'm, I'm for one, very thankful that this guy is able to pull because there's no better storyteller of this stuff than I agree. Bruce. And I, I want to <laughs> say this. We, we, uh, we had. We were recording earlier, and we went way over the allotted time. <laughs> yeah, we went over the first so hour. So we're we're uh, we're sort of having a redux here, and I'm keeping my eye on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we're all watching the time because <laughs> these stories, these I keep stories, going to go too far. These we can go all night. Oh, and, I know. And if we get this one published. We may tell the whole podcast world bye bye. And we might <laughs> sit near the rest of the night and keep going. That's right. Well, let me say thanks to Percy and Face for doing this because y'all are doing a great job with the podcast you've done so far. But even more than that, you know, Mike, Lannis, really a big thank you to those guys. Yeah. And for this weekend, again, it's, it's a tribute to them. It's, to me, as much as anything, because I, I I love them and they're they're huge, they're like the NFL all stars to me. Well, we love you too. And I mean, yeah. I can't I can't even express that enough. I mean, but but Ooh. it's just you know it's just cool stuff. And anytime you can bring people that love each other that have I mean the admiration. I mean today. And Mike will have to say the guy's name because it's Sam somebody. Yes, and Diner. That was a roadie with them 50-plus years ago, came to City Hall to get a ticket. He had had a hard time getting a ticket to the concert. He's in his 80s. And Robin helped get him through. Wow. And, and this guy bought one ticket, and I missed him, and they, we didn't get his phone number. And Sam, if you're out there, I love you, brother. And... and, and you know, That's you, good stuff. And, and, just, and you know, to Dan and Dennis and the guys that were shooting you out love, Scotty Martin, Gino Pledger, I mean, there are people coming out of the woodwork that are so happy that you guys are going to perform. And uh, I remember, I mean, it's been 10 years. I remember when we had you guys kicking off last, and I won't get into all that, but it was great. And Friday night is going to be so much fun. Number one, the Commodores have an enormous sound book. War has a great sound, mm -hmm. sound book with some cool songs. But when, when Warm takes the stage, everybody there is, is uh, there's going to be some tears. And, uh, I hope you're correct. No, I know I'm correct. Tracy does too, and uh, that we're all excited about it, looking forward to well, it. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, so it's gonna be fun. You it's guys good. all it's good? Stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, Appreciate you guys. So we're gonna. Yeah, I th can't thank y'all enough for this, cause I, I mean, I had no idea we 
we could do this. I mean, this, this is has been, I have to say, this has been a pleasure for me. Well, good. Yeah. And and we got to spend some time just sort of chopping it up and hearing some stuff. But uh, um, guys, come out Friday night. That concert is going to be off the chain. Um, and to me personally, Bubba, just seeing you back on stage, you're going to hear me again saying, go good. Bubba. And, uh, good, because I'm, I'm looking forward to that. probably going to right. pull me off the stage at some point. Because I had to watch the video of the last thing we did downtown. Yeah. And I, I could hear of, you. I was out of hand. You were, I could hear you yelling, and I'd just die laughing every time you did it. Yeah, well, that was a great night. We got a great night coming up Friday. Uh, good. I, we appreciate you guys doing this. Um well, Hey, got I don't new, know about Tracy, but I'm having a ball. Oh, yeah. They got a new book coming. Yeah. A book about warm. Yep. So everybody asking about that. Um, any other books coming out? Well, I've actually written another filthy book, but uh, the warm book will come out before the filthy book does. Is it going to be like coffee table style with a bunch of pictures, I hope? Uh, now, I haven't actually... Uh, I got a ton of pictures, but I haven't got any of them into the book yet. Talk to me. My uh, daughter's an editor. Okay, well, uh, I'll have to put a whole lot of photos in it because there's a lot of good photos. I yeah. mean, there's. Yeah, and, and uh, you did a little cool. deal at the Alpha Museum this week. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, you had the Ray Honey music wall there. Um, yeah, and, we, and they had uh, the Johnson brothers that make the yes, fiddles. Yes, 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 yes. Good stuff. And Mark oh, yeah. has actually got a fiddle from the Johnson brothers. The Johnson oh, you're brothers. kidding. Yes, he showed it to me. That was awesome. Cause I didn't even know he had one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's, wow. a, that's, a, that's a whole different story. That's because another segment for that's that's another another segment. Segment. The yeah. fiddles yeah. they have up there that they had built. I got they look as good as any oh, yeah. Stradivarius I've ever seen. I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something. Every time Bubba Bruce comes to town, I'm going to snag him and get 30, 40 minutes out of you <laughs> on the podcast. Hey, I'll do so we yeah. can we can. There's so, there so many stories. He, he can tell you stories till 7 o'clock in the morning. They're never tell you the same story. And <laughs> they're never the same. And But the, the special thing is they're all epic. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, even on this one, I was trying to remember what I'd said on the first one. <laughs> so maybe I could do it again, but I couldn't remember them all. I thought, well, hell, I got more stories. <laughs> well, you know, you give us chicken shit, we'll make chicken salad. There you go. And I hope That's we right. did that. There it's you been go. okay, guys. Hell yeah, it's been, it's been all right. right. It's Percy been fun. Face, thank y'all. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. This has been fantastic. Oh man, y'all been, uh, been wonderful. My last words are always bye bye.